Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello and welcome to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. It is this very special episode in the fact that it's Huge not special James at for all. making us do this on Media Day. Right, so it's not <laughs> special at all. It's only unique in the fact that we are filming earlier than normal or later than normal. Well, I guess later than normal Seven hours in later. terms of the day, the time of day. Yeah, normal day, just a little bit later. I had to fly out of town uh for something alex during the day today was busy doing something so he had a compromise and that's what happens in a healthy relationship alex so why don't you tell us what you did today and why you're in such a chipper mood and are so willing and ready to talk to all of our fans i already did everything that i need to do today for the fans no nope. <laughs> i no, didn't. woke up it's six that was for the series something. and for the track uh, tracks nope. and sponsors not for the fans 30 something this morning to get in a car at seven to drive downtown to sit around and basically Put a suit on and <laughs> go to 24, 24, 24 different rooms. Ooh. I thought one Ooh. thing about sucking the past year would be like, I wouldn't have as much to do. <laughs> Turns out still had more than everyone else. And I don't no, know you why gotta... because I actively try and be bad at it. <laughs> I saw, no, I was, I was shocked. I saw more than one picture of you smiling today. That's bull- it, it was no. unsettling. They're all fours. They're all that fours. Many pictures of <laughs> okay, it was so only two, but it was more than one. For those those not entirely up to speed on it, uh, the last two days have been the IndyCar media and content days where all the drivers fly in to a place. This year it was in Indianapolis. And they gather all the content needed for the entire se- season, whether it's stuff for the series, stuff for any uh, series sponsors. All the tracks are there. They have a room. Local networks come uh, and do bits, whether it's for start of the season, for May stuff, whatever. And so, yeah, they go down to the JW Marriott Indianapolis. We have like the conference part of that uh, hotel, and they set up rooms. In Alex's case, as he said, 24 different stops. Um, and you that, just have to like run the game. eight-hour day? Yeah. No, not no, quite yeah, that much. It was, no. was it? Sorry, James. I was eight to four. I had a thirty-minute lunch <laughs> okay. break, but yeah, uh, pretty much. Nice little, nice little box lunch with an apple and a bag of chips and a ham sandwich. So yep. eight-hour day, thirty-minute lunch break. That's <laughs> seven hours and twenty-nine minutes longer than you wanted to be there. No. So here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I get it. I really do. I get it. I get it. 
And I understand doing I understand doing the reads for the tracks to try and sell tickets. I get that. I understand that IndyCar Social needs certain things for the year built up for social media. I get that. Firestone needs photos for posters and promos. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, 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 I was getting ahead of myself. Okay. I understand that NTT as the title series sponsor needs certain things. Get that. I understand that they need certain things for the Need 500. It's a big deal. Month of May. Important. I get it. Manufacturers need stuff. Stop. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he is in a mood there today. Wasn't, no, there wasn't even, a, Honda didn't even have a room. So, no. Really? No. Okay. They did not. I stand corrected. Quite frankly, they did not. Um, and I understand that there are, you know, plus or minus. So, that's probably four things. I understand, you know, Plus or minus. I understand local media needs some stuff. But I would say at a maximum 12 rooms. And here's my issue with it. You, you so, didn't mention NBC because NBC needs something. NBC needs stuff. Okay, so 12, yeah. Yeah. 12, 12 okay. rooms. Okay, I just want to make sure. You know, looking after my people. And IndyCar, IndyCar. The loyal soldier IndyCar now. Um, brand. <laughs> Chris Taylor. We love Chris Taylor. He needs some stuff. Okay, I get that. So 12 to 13, 14 rooms. I'm adding rooms as we go. Okay. My problem with it is the amount of rooms that I went to where I was asked the same exact question and expected to deliver it with the same level of enthusiasm that people have come to know and love. I was going to okay. say, let's Number acknowledge one. that your, your baseline level of enthusiasm is pretty low okay, okay. <laughs> but the amount of mental energy to get to that baseline level to be repeated for the same thing and the photo room kills me the photo room really pisses me off because why is there four different photo i love i love chris and i love joe i do the two indy car photographers and i get it great guys but then mm -hmm. why do i need to go to four other booths to stand and do two pictures in in front of the same white backdrop with my hands on my hip, angled, smiling, not smiling, then straight on, then hands down low, smiling, not smiling, for every single, arms crossed, for every single, why? That is a 35-minute <laughs> process that does not need to happen. It is so mind-numbing and so painful and so frustrating. So so do you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Okay, look, I'm I'm gonna Use jump in a here. Photographer and a backdrop. I'm gonna jump in here quickly and just say for everybody that's already thinking it, we know small price to pay to get to be an IndyCar driver. We get it. But until you do one of these days, like let us let us just have this moment. All right. I just so I, I acknowledge that there are people that are sitting here shaking their heads, being like, suck it up, you gotta drive any. Yes, hundred percent, you're not wrong. But to Alex's point, there are potentially ways to do this more efficiently. And what I think is so funny, Mid, when you when you specifically talk about the photos, right? And you literally do the <laughs> same six poses for like five different people is, you know, I've done races last minute where they printed up hero cards that they just took a photo of my head and put it on someone else's body. Or they took an existing photo of me doing the same pose and CGI'd the suit to be appropriate for that event or whatever. So like, 
I it's mean, doable. It's definitely we could doable. do like one photo and like <laughs> it could be like used a lot for a lot of different people in different ways for like our entire career, unless you had a drastic hair change like Connor's mullet and you the wanted other, to advertise that. The other thing I love about the media day stuff is when you're getting those pictures, right? They frame it so that sometimes there's like the, the light that's next to your face to give the dramatic thing and they're moving it around. They frame it so that in camera, it looks really cool, but then they inevitably post behind the scenes pictures and it does not look cool at all. Not <laughs> like less cool. It just, yeah, it just, it almost goes the other way where it, it like takes it away. It takes yeah. away the luster of the final product. So here's the thing, guys. I'm in a <laughs> fortunate, unfortunate, I don't know. It depends how you look at it, situation that... <clears throat> I get to fly to Daytona tomorrow and do it all again. <laughs> I will tell you, though. You want to make this a nine-minute episode of Off Track? I will tell you that from my first media content day that I did in 2016 to now, it is much better. So I will well, give IndyCar a lot of credit for splitting the guys in half gonna and say, doing it over this... two days. Right. So at least then you're not sitting in a hallway for 45 minutes poking your eyes out about how miserable you are. So I will give them credit compared to what I'm about to do. It is a much more well-oiled, organized machine. So I do right. give them credit for and that. I don't that, think that anybody's was... saying anything bad about IndyCar. It's definitely a no. necessary evil. No, no, It's just look, every Every year we have this discussion about how to do it differently and how to make it better. And you're right, Alex, splitting the, the the field up into two days because inevitably you'd you you'd show up at a specific time, right? You'd have you'd be eight o'clock, eight ten, eight fifteen, eight twenty, like and they try to stagger people to start, right? And then you stop through all the different uh areas you have to stop, different booths, whatever. But all it takes is one person to get slightly off schedule and the whole yeah. thing just falls apart. And then you just start skipping ones to get ahead because one's open and it's not the next on your list, but it's open. So you go in and then at the end of the day, there's like four left that everybody still has to do because one guy took too long and there's 14 drivers stacked outside of these four rooms. And like they only have eight combined minutes left of work, but it takes an hour and a half to get yeah. through it. Yeah. And if that's the part where you just like, you want to just run into a wall full speed. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there were some painful moments, you know, NBC social James. Uh, they, hey, they sure have a knack. I tell you, I what. can't, I can't wait we're to see really pushing my buttons. Um, <laughs> on purpose, I don't want to just... say any of those were my idea. Not, no, not, on purpose, Tim. not on purpose. Let's just, let's just be honest here, guys. I, I don't, I don't want to express emotion and that is their, like, that is their thing. And they think yeah. it's funny to reenact television shows mm -hmm. or, I like, I like when they do those i think it is funny when they do like when they did the office with right. you guys that's awesome they don't need 28 guys to do it <laughs> choose the 14 well, good ones that's being generous i think the problem choose is the they don't know who's ones. gonna be the no, good ones old, so they make everybody old, do it james simon connor joseph will probably jack 
Yeah, no, um, he's going through them. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good start. Yeah, right. I mean, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple more, <laughs> two or three more. Right, that is plenty to do your 45 second little montage. Don't don't make people me hate you them <laughs> by intentionally making me do something that you know I'm uncomfortable with. I know I walk into the room saying, "No, I'm not doing that." <laughs> you guys, and like. Like, why? Why put us all through that misery? It's just not, it's not appropriate. For this and I will, moment right here, I think it might be. I will, I will give, um, I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. It was a long day. Way more people than I usually see in a day. Katie. Katie Lazinski. Thank you, Katie. The new, the new IndyCar social media lady. There was a booth, not even a booth. There was a GoPro on a tripod set up outside one of the rooms. And behind the GoPro was just taped on the wall a bunch of like liners, liners with some questions and some like funny, humorous things. And I was walking by and Arnie was like, oh, like there's no one here. Why don't you do this if you have, you know, five minutes to kill? And I said, no. And he said, (laughs) (laughs) he said, oh, well, like you have nothing else to do. And I was like, is it required? And he was like, well, kind of. And the new the new social media lady was standing with an earshot and piped up and she was like, actually it's not. And I was like, cool, bye. And so I left and then she came in and and followed up and she was like, listen, I like, this is, this is me capturing content for me to use throughout the year for social media. If you don't want to use it, that's totally fine with me. I don't care. It makes my job easier because I have less stuff to sort through. And ultimately, you know, my big thing is drivers complain about it all the time that we don't show them enough love. You don't use them enough. I was like, I've never complained once. She said, I know you haven't. So we have a mutual understanding. If you don't want to do it, fine. And you can't say anything. Cool. And I was like, we're going to be best friends. This is fantastic. (laughs) Because the only social media that I need is if things are going well. I don't need a post of me telling a dad joke after I finish 16th because like, oh, what else are we going to show about? Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up. So one of the things posted to the wall behind the GoPro on this particular station was, what's your best dad joke? And I was wondering if you had been asked to do that one, if it had been mandatory, what dad joke would you have gone with? You're really, you're making him do the question that he was told was not mandatory today. All right, guys. So it's a I love it. <laughs> 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 no, I'm good, James. I'm good. I can't tell. Okay. Uh, so Katie, Katie, thank you, Katie. I appreciate you. You're doing a great job. Look forward to having a wonderful working relationship going forward. So anyways, that was my day, guys. It was tough. I got through it. Um, and I'm just so thrilled to be verbalizing more things today. It's pretty cool with you guys. <laughs> Addiction plays hardball he would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm sorry you had to go through that, Alex. That is like literally the worst day I could. I could If I had to Guys, torture you, I wouldn't change the day. Um but I do think we need to address the elephant in the room. You guys didn't crash an airplane over the weekend. Yes, we are alive. <laughs> well, it's pretty hard to crash when you don't get in. <laughs> you don't take off. So here's here's how and why we did not end up going to Chili Bowl uh, after our uh, ambitious plans to to make it out there. So the day before, Alex and I are in the gym. And Alex is like, hey, man, might have a bit of an issue with tomorrow. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, there's some weather moving in. And obviously, a lot of people heard about the big snowstorm or the winter storm that struck like most of the country, right? Yeah. So Alex gets on his phone and shows me one of his fancy flying apps that has uh, a nice weather tab. And we're we're looking at it, and there's a lot of, a lot of blue, a lot of different shades of blue and he goes, all right, so this is like the icing layer of the map, right? So it shows you were potential icing ice, level. Yep. icing level. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So he goes, the light blue, that's like, yeah, there's some ice. Probably not great. You probably shouldn't fly on it with this plane because we don't have the de-icing stuff for this plane. Then there's like we're the like, darker blue. Like, no. fine. Fine, it's not, yeah. It's not, it's not recommended. You're going to be all It's right. not encouraged, but you're going to be fine. As long as you get through that layer pretty quick, you should be good. So then there's like a slightly darker blue. And he's like, yeah, this one's a little more sketchy. Then there's... You need need de-icing equipment to go through the medium shade of blue. Right. Then there's a darker shade of blue, which he's like, yeah, this one's really bad. Then there was like a navy blue, which he's like, yeah, this one's like you have two minutes until you're dead. And then there were a couple little spots of red where he was like, that's instant dead. So like dark blue is you're going <laughs> to die, but for like 60 seconds, you're going to think maybe you're coming out the other side, but you're not. And then there's red. And so in the direct line between Indianapolis and Tulsa, there was like light blue, darker blue, dark blue, darkest blue, red, darkest blue, dark blue. And I'm like, it was basically flying through the eye of the ice storm. So he was like, yeah, this is a certain death <laughs> trip. So I think we should probably pass. And I yeah. supported that decision. Um, the, the like sort of irony about it is like, we were going down to cheer on Connor and, and catch him doing his thing. Connor didn't have a great qualifying night. So he ended up driving yeah. before we would have seen him anyway. 
and he flipped on lap one, turn one of the race. So even yeah. if we had made it there, it would have been <laughs> a short trip. So, um, yes. So for yes, the thing, the thing with where I'm at now is I'm, I'm now pretty restricted by the planes that I can rent and for good reason, because I understand why most place, all places would not rent a plane that was equipped to go into no nice because like that's a pretty big liability and a pretty yeah. big risk. And like, you gotta be pretty good. So they're not going to rent a plane that can go into ice to a low hour inexperienced pilot because right. then yes, they're like, Oh, I have the equipment. I can do it. But you still need to have a very clear understanding of what it is, why it's happening and how to deal with it. Um, so all of the, the basically the rental, school planes, if you will, uh, do not have de-icing equipment. So anytime there's really any blue, you're kind of screwed. Um, but that's okay. You know, you're not going to die on the ground. Well, you could die on the ground, but like in a potentially less dramatic fashion. Um, so it didn't work out, but, but, uh, it's okay. We had a great weekend nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, well, so I had, I wanted to mention one part of that. I, I had to take care of some family stuff in town this weekend, so Alex was nice enough to let me stay at his place, which always shocks me that he, he allows me to do that. Um, but Saturday morning, woke up, and you're like, yeah, I can't fly to Oklahoma, so we were just going to hang out. And you were like, here are our options. We can either go up and fly around Indy and check out all the snow, because it will look really pretty, or we can go to the shooting range and shoot guns. And I didn't say this at the time, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, there's still been a prophecy about a plane crash here. So I'm going to go with the safer option. <laughs> and, and originally you were part of it, but now guns. you are. So yeah. I mean, Tim's just a little bit of a bitch. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But let's also be clear here, Alex, who was the better shot? I don't think. Oh, don't act like you have to think about it. With the pistol, I was better than you. You had tighter grouping. <laughs> but like, it's not like Let you me hit beat you at one thing. No, like <laughs> it's not like you hit no. the center better. Like you were, you were, you were tighter. You, you had tighter groupings. A hundred. All right, I'll take that. I'll take um, that. With the rifle, I don't think there was any difference because there's no, a red dot. Yeah, so the little just, red dot on you there. You just aimed the red dot. <laughs> then I jammed your I very it. nice rifle. <laughs> um, but it was it was a an amazing experience because we got to see, honestly, peak America, in it was, in every fashion. It was a yeah. The guy hey, next. Sorry, I need you to explain what you mean by peak America. Okay, so get this: it is ten oh eight on a Saturday morning in Carmel, Indiana, and the shooting range opened at ten. And at ten oh eight, there are twenty cars in the parking lot, <laughs> and like a six-person line in line to get your your range rental. Your land yeah, are you rifle. serious? Yeah, dead serious. And so you've got it's. I mean, it's all dudes. I mean, obviously or not, obviously, it's all dudes. No, there were, some, there were some women, not many. There were a okay. couple though. All right, of the fifty people there, there may have been correct. There was like three women. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone is is going in and and shooting a variety of different guns. Most people have handguns and pistols, and you know, are doing the kind of 10, 20, 30 yard targets. Um, and then you get kind of down to the the farther end of 
of the range and there you have some some rifle lanes and that's where tim and i were assigned because i wanted to you know let him shoot my bigger rifle and and everything i, and, I took um, a shower this morning and couldn't figure out why my arm was bruised right there i was like what did i do oh yeah i'm a bitch <laughs> i don't do well with recoil <laughs> and in walks next to us and i and i have to be very careful with how i say this but a big a, a, second amendment guy a guy a, a man who who honestly it, it didn't look or really seem as though he had showered in quite some time he it was 20 degrees out and he was wearing cargo shorts and dc shoes and a hoodie and a big gimli beard and he comes in <laughs> with like the camo backpack and camo bags and pulls out an arsenal next <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls out the biggest f- you gun that I honestly think <laughs> you can take into an indoor shooting match with the tripod. And, oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah. This thing, this thing could shoot a half mile if you wanted to, right? Oh wow! This is like a military grade sniper rifle, and it's to a the- fifty yard range. <laughs> Correct. Right. And it it has such a a firing power that you can't even hang a target (laughs) in the lane next to him because there's so much air that is blowing it it ripped ripped our target (laughs) and this guy unloads i bet 500 rounds in four minutes (laughs) and just like has like must have been 15 clips just lined up on his bench and just Quick reloads, just hammering it in. You can't have a fully automatic, so he's still pulling the trigger. So it's not like, but it's like, right? right? And everyone just steps back and just looks. Just watch it. (laughs) And it's just like, dude, like, okay. Like, yes, that's allowed, but also why? Like, what do you do? He brings back his target. The entire middle part of it is just blown out. Is gone. Like you can't even see if you are accurate or not because there's no paper. Right. Like it's just right. So you don't need to be accurate when your gun's that big. Right. <laughs> then so, you don't need to practice that many rounds. Right. And we Good were point. just like, this. That's like this is a four hundred dollar day for this guy. Like, I, just, I just couldn't comprehend it. And then he just zips up and leaves. And we're just like, what? he was there for a shorter amount of time what? than us. What are you? What? What did we accomplish? Because he wasn't like zeroing his in his sight or his his red dot or his optics or whatever, right? He wasn't. He was he was just letting out the week's worth of you know frustrations and stuff. But what got me maybe. the most about it was like I saw him in the parking lot putting his stuff back into his car, and what Alex just said that was a four hundred dollar day. Though that was a ton of money worth of guns, not in the nicest of cars. I see where the priority <laughs> his, of his the gun collection <laughs> was worth more than his cars. Yeah, right. Undoubtedly, so, the duffel the duffel bag in the trunk was worth more than it the was car pretty. Carry. It was pretty funny to bring like a full time Californian. Camo. Oh, in, I hadn't shot in probably fourteen years. I hadn't shot a gun, Very so specific. I had a blast. You know, I remember I was a senior <laughs> in high school. I went to Don's Guns on Thirty Eighth Street because it was a friend of mine from England. It was her eighteenth birthday, and we we're like, "What do you want to do?" And she was like, "I really want to experience America." I was like, "We got you." it's funny that reminds me of my first two gun experiences in the u.s which the first was um 
we went to uh, a shooting range. I want to say in Vegas with some friends, right? And it was all very like, you know, here's all the waivers. Here's all the forms. Here's all the instructional stuff. Here's this, that, and the other. You picked your gun off a wall. Someone carried it down to the range for you. They loaded it for you. They handed it to you and stood beside you in the little cubby hole. You fired your clip. You handed the gun back. They took the clip out, reset it up for the next guy person or the next person, whatever, right? Very regulated, understandably. Um, and and so, you know, so I had a little bit of experience with guns. And then we were at a test day at Sebring. And I was with a couple of teammates. One was French and one was German. And neither one of them had shot a gun before. And we had a day. I was like two days of testing, day off, two days of testing. So like, all right, well, let's, uh, we had this day off in Sebring, Florida. Like, what should we do? So we Google what's around and like not far from the track, there's a shooting range. I'm using air quotes if for those that can't see me. And keep in mind, keep in mind this shooting range is called Spray and Pray Guns and Ammo. <laughs> I see you've been. Yeah, it's one of my and favorite establishments like, of all time. It's mostly wow. because of the name. But go on. If they yeah, served dinner, they Alex would never leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these three foreigners walk in to spray and pray guns and ammo, and it's like a, it looks like a portable, like it doesn't even look like a permanent structure, right? And it's like, <laughs> it's like off the side of this two lane road in the this back road of Sebring, Florida, and you walk in, and there's a there's a case, and the case only had like six or eight guns in it, right? And, you know, a couple like a couple revolvers and then a couple, you know, like Glocks and whatever. And so um, we picked, there's three of us, so we each picked, you know, a different gun and then we figured we'd all kind of try it. And so we're like, all right, so I'll try that one. He'll try that one. He'll try that one. And the woman like pulls the guns up. She's like, cool. She goes, uh, any of you have any shooting experience? And I said, yeah, I've, I've done it once or twice. Like I kind of, I kind of have, you know, know a little bit about it. And the other two were like, no, we're from Europe. We've never done this. And she goes, do you know how to load a revolver? I said, yeah. She goes, you know how to load a clip? And I said, yeah. She goes, okay, here's the guns. Here's a tray. And like, and again, the place in Vegas, you got one clip, right? For like 45 bucks. You pay, you got your eight bullets or whatever. They put down one of those little trays of, I don't know, 24, 40, like some crazy amount of bullets for each gun. Put down three sets of glasses, three sets of earplugs. Like, here's your eyes and ears. Here's your ammo. There's a the staircase. Have a great time. Wow. And so the three of us just walked down there with three different guns, a bunch <laughs> of ammo, only one of us having very limited experience with handguns, and just, just let it ride. And <laughs> it was a very contrasting experience to the Vegas one. I, uh, I thought it was I, pretty awesome. That sounds awesome. I will say, like, right before we walk in, Alex is like, hey, just don't be like, you can't be jittery in there. You can't be like, and I was like, okay, man, I got it. I've shot guns before. Like, my decade plus experience doing it once was like, I'm a, I'm a seasoned expert here. And I walked in, and that, that first guy that shot right as I walked in, I definitely was a little jittery. I definitely like, did one of those. So I was like, oh, that was why. That was why he gave me that warning. Yeah, that was smart. Well, he knows me. It's amazing, ultimately. <laughs> how nice everyone is in an establishment where every single human being in there is packing yeah. is lethal <laughs> right a it's lot potentially of, a lethal. lot of pleases and thank you a lot, a lot of, of doors being held open a yeah. lot of politeness um yes very interesting nobody cut in line that's for sure 
No. Like there's just <laughs> it's 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 a very surreal it's a surreal thing to go and do. All right. Well, we're we're getting near the end of this because I know we, we want to keep this mercifully short. So right. We so should we discuss down. the actual driving stuff yeah, that's happening? Half an hour in, Alex? might as well. Yeah, you're heading uh, heading down to Florida to do the roar before the 24. Yep, I will be there for four days. I bet I'll drive 13 laps. Um, it's going to be a grand old time. So they've changed the format a little bit. Well, I mean, I guess it's similar to last year. So there's actually going to be a qualifying race now on Sunday, right? So there's a qualifying session that sets the grid for a hundred minute race on Sunday. There are points paid and where you finish is where you're going to start for the Rolex the following weekend. So from your guys' perspective, I assume that means, yeah, like you say, you're probably not going to get a ton of time. Only two drivers are allowed to run in the hundred minute race. Sure. So I'm assuming you're not one of them. I am. I am not one of them. And on top of that, um, you know, Will Stevens is is new to the to the Acura DPI program and didn't get a huge amount of running in at the test we had in December because um, some rain came and kind of sh- cut our program a little bit short. So the priority is certainly going to be to to get him as many laps as as possible. Ultimately, um, you know, Ricky and and I have driven this car around Daytona a substantial amount over the past four plus years. Um, and obviously Philippe is, is very familiar with the car at this point after having a year under his belt as well. So, you know, getting, getting Will up to speed is priority. And then like everything, James, you know how it works. You know, you show up to a racetrack that you've been to a million times before with the setup that's worked last time and was really good. And you roll out for first, first practice and everything goes to and you're yeah. scrambling and trying to re-engineer the thing. The and race winning car with the race winning setup with the race winning driver lineup from last year. And it's back to square one. Let's undo everything. Yeah. And it's like, try again. And then it's mad panic for two and a half days. And then, you know, then you, 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 you make a couple of adjustments and the track changes a little bit. And then you're like, oh, maybe we're not going to be that bad. And then the qualifying race goes well. And then you go away for five days and come back and you do practice for the race weekend and it always goes again. And then by the time you get into the 24 hours, everyone's pretty much the same. And here you go. Have have you seen any weather forecasts for either this weekend or the race weekend? No, I have not. No. Once, if I'm honest. Um, I do know that there's some new new regulations um, that's going to be very interesting. And... I don't want to go into too much detail about it, but James, I think you should be aware of it as a, as a commentator um, and, and maybe do some, some digging if you haven't heard of this already. But there are now going to be penalties enforced if you are below a required hot target tire pressure. So that oh, is interesting. very interesting. Usually before, you know, you had a, a minimum tire pressure that you could go or Michelin would start yelling at you and all this stuff and you'd always be at risk of failures and such. But now it's IMSA has everyone's telemetry and after X amount of laps, if you're not up to X pressure, they can give you a drive through. So how now, they use that and how that works is going to be a interesting. Based on your conversations with your engineers from... Wayne Taylor Racing, if you can share this information. Based on historical data, is there any concern that you'll hit 
those how like are there scenarios where you know you have uh, a restart but you're mired in gt traffic and your first couple laps are a little slower and it's at night and cooler and maybe you don't hit those targets even though you're legitimately out there pushing trying hard to do it so this there's is no 100 there's a concern the first time they've ever done this is in a 24-hour race where we have 30 plus degree temperature changes yeah it's, so, it's a big story so, so yes, I mean, we feel like we have a pretty good idea and we have a pretty good understanding of the Delta that we need and, and all this stuff, but also there's performance in right. tire pressures, right? Just in general, up or down. So, you know, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna want to push the envelope too far one way or the other. Um, so how, how everyone deals with it. And ultimately if you're fifth, is anything going to happen? Maybe. If you're leading by 18 seconds, probably. I, I don't know. It's it's, it's it, it, it almost kind of wild card that exists now. It almost eliminates tire pressures as as like a handling and tuning tool now because you mm -hmm. kind of have to just set it and forget it. Like we have to be at least here, and yes. so that's interesting. And, and which is you know one of the biggest things that you can use between drivers, right? So having having an offset in pressures is really the only balance adjustment you can make when you're switching from right. driver one, two, three, and four. That's wouldn't uh, so pretty much wouldn't having to slow down and go through the pit lane bring the tire pressure even lower. It has nothing to do with that. It's it's within no. a certain okay, number of green know. laps. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, within a certain number of green laps on track, it has to has to meet that. So in your in your experience driving with Ricky and with Philippe, have you have you guys use that trick a lot that driver to driver there's a, a tire pressure offset to kind of help keep guys happy we used it a or lot more at 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 penske at petite oh okay so at penske um it at wtr it's been a lot closer so it's i wouldn't say it's as big of a concern um and i wouldn't say it's i don't think it's a big concern at all in terms of performance i think it's a concern in terms of it's two o'clock in the morning situation the, the mist has come in how how is this going to be dealt with are they going to be like okay it's a lot colder if three right quarters of the field are under the pressure are they going to just penalize everybody or are they going to realize that they it's a new system and they have to adjust right exactly and the other thing is like if you're double stinting tires you know you never know at the beginning if you're going to be double stinting a set of tires or not you know that based on a yellow that comes, you know that based on the deg that you're experiencing and all this sort of thing. And so there's an even higher target for a double stint set of tires. Well, so how are you supposed once, to know that? Once that target is reached, do you know, do you know offhand how many laps it has to be before the target? I think it's within six. Or okay. Six so laps. yeah. After, after, so they look at six laps up to six laps, you've reached the target. Do you then have to stay above that target for the remainder of the stint? You sure do. Wow. Yeah. That is a very bizarre rule. Yes. There must've been people doing some weird stuff with tire pressure. So, so honestly, year. there, honestly there was, and it was all in the GTD, um, kind of category, but okay. because there's now so many GTD cars, well, yes. GT cars in general, I should well, say. Yeah. Um, well, they, they had like, the GTD Pro and GTD Am, so yeah, right. it's, they were like, "Why not add the rest and just make the system?" The I mean, I can think of 
a lot of reasons, but yeah, okay, yeah, let's, sounds let's like you just went it. through a few of them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it'll be it'll be wild, and it's certainly going to add some potential chaos to the twenty four hour, especially in the closing stages, if if things don't happen oh, as people man. expect. Now right, people well, are going to start we... trying to manipulate sensors and come up with. You're like, opening a whole can of worms. Yeah, ways to like release tire pressures during stints, and yeah, that's going to be a whole thing. So, so how do we watch? Because in Formula One, they tried to do this and then realized it was way too. They did try to, to do that. You're right. And so then they were like, "Nah, never mind." Sounds like a blast. I'm excited. What, what are you excited for? What I'm also excited. I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to watch all the uh, the issues with this new tire system. Good, very good. Yeah. Well, don't okay. automatically so say that down. there's going to be issues. Maybe it's going to be flawless, Tim. Potentially. Well, then now, now I'm not excited. Oh. Only one way to find oh, out. That's controversy. Tune in yeah. next week <laughs> to see how the roar went and other stuff. And other stuff, indeed. Guys, it's late. Alex is done talking. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with proper pre-Daytona coverage, post-Rora coverage. And who knows? Maybe we'll do some other fun stuff in between then and now we can talk about. But probably not. Probably not. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.